Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. We all heard from multiple sources that coral reefs are home to a diverse range of marine life. They are vital to the health of our oceans. Without them, the ocean will lose its balance, etc, etc. Well, all of this is true. However, to truly understand these arguments, we need to take a closer look to coral in general to understand them better so we can protect them better. In other topic, we will understand what is the Hydrolab station and its research goals and the paramount importance of the Hawaiian coral reefs. I would say that heavy is the head of the coral reefs because they provide a habitat for... So let me tell you a little biology lesson about the corals. So coral reefs are built by tiny animals called polyps, which are related to jellyfish. These polyps live in colonies and secrete a hard skeleton made of calcium carbonate which forms the structure of the reef. The outer layer of coral colonies is composed of living polyps everywhere on the surface of it, while the inner mass is the dead calcium carbonate skeleton. The coral polyps have a unique symbiotic relationship with a tiny algae called the zooxanthella, which lives inside the polyps tissue. The zooxanthella use sunlight to perform photosynthesis, producing oxygen and sugars that the coral polyps could use as energy. In return, the coral polyp provide the zooxanthella with a safe place to live first and access to the nutrients they need to grow second. Since they live in a very specific symbiotic relationship, which is also referred as endosymbiosis, this appears when two different uh, animals, composed of several cells or maybe one, decide to merge together to form one individual. This association increases higher their chance of surviving and multiplying. It's the only reason why endosymbiosis happens. And it's also a symbiotic relationship that seems to be the endosymbiosis theory, the origin of chloroplasts, which are in any vegetation of the world, and mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of any animal cell. However, this relationship is delicate for the zooxanthella and the coral, since it can be disrupted by environmental stresses such as pollution, overfishing, and most notably, warming ocean temperatures all the stresses that we found unfortunately today. When temperature becomes too warm, the zooxanthella can become toxic to the coral polyps, causing them to expel the algae in a process known as coral bleaching. The coral becomes white because the algae that had a color has left the organism. Without the zooxanthella, the coral polyps lose their primary source of energy and incomplete part of their genome. This leads to their eventual death, leading to the collapse of the entire coral reef ecosystem. Understanding these characteristics and the symbiotic relationship is crucial for knowing how to protect coral reefs of the impacts of climate change. By using these informations and doing researches on the subject, scientists have been conducted to explore ways to enhance the heat tolerance of corals and their resilience. This is a topic I will speak just after the deep water coral reefs. Most of them are found in shallow, clear waters, but there are also deep water reefs that exist in areas with limited light and colder temperatures. These deep water reefs, also known as mesophotic reefs, can be found at depths from 30 to 150 meters. One of the most unique aspects of deep water reefs is their incredible diversity. Unlike shallow water reefs, which are dominated by stony corals, deep water reefs are home to a, to a much wider variety of coral species, including soft corals, black corals, and other non-skeletal coral types. And all of them have adapted to the harsh conditions of the deep sea, where currents are stronger, temperatures are colder, light is limited, and pressure is higher. And this wider diversity is not only limited to the coral species when you go deeper, 
they actually have quite the same amount variety of fish and invertebrate species, and many of them are found only in deep water habitats. Despite their importance, deep water reefs are often overlooked in conservation efforts, and the reason is because they are located in deeper waters, which means they are more difficult to study and monitor than the shallow water ones. However, recent research has highlighted the importance of protecting these ecosystems, as they may serve as refuges for shallow water species during time of environmental stress. Because yes, if the water becomes hotter, the corals that were in a specific depth close to the surface, something like 30 meters, well, since the temperature goes down as you go deeper in the water, the reefs will now have an ideal temperature place in the water column that may be from 30 to 50 meters since the rise of the temperature. The big issue is that corals are breeding and developing in a big amount of time. They are not fast enough, unfortunately, to build an entire new reef by dealing with this rise of one or two or three degrees that may happen in a close future, because huge reefs that we can find today in uh, the Australian waters, like the Great Barrier Reef, have needed thousands of years to be developed without human impact. But there's still a bright side because, because efforts are currently on the way to better understand and protect these deep water reefs. Because today we have advanced technologies such as remotely operated vehicles, ROVs, and deep sea submersibles to explore these ecosystems and study their unique biodiversity. It's by better understanding their ecological importance that we can work together to protect them for future generations. Many coastal communities also rely on deep water reefs for fishing, tourism and the fact that they are a symbol of their own region. I will highlight this example in the part where we talk about Hawaii's coral reefs, which is later in the episode. So overall, deep water reefs are a valuable and unique ecosystem that must be protected. I would say that two additional advantages of having coral reefs near your island or location, first because coral reefs and their associated species have been found to possess a variety of medicinal properties, including anti-inflammatory, antibacterial and anti-cancer agents. And if you do more researches on it in the biology sector, we could find some absolutely revolutionary molecules for medical usage. Second is the coastal protection. The coral reefs serve as natural barriers that protect coastline from storm, surges, waves, and the biggest threat towards them, erosion. They also help to reduce the impact of tsunamis and other natural disasters. Erosion in atolls and archipelago is really reduced when you have a coral reef near your coastline. And the fact is that volcanic islands, such as the archipelago of Hawaii, is really vulnerable to this erosion. If you have ever wondered how volcanic island chains form, well, think of it like a cosmic conveyor belt, constantly moving and creating new land. Imagine a giant pancake griddle, and the batter represents magma from deep within the Earth's mantle. As the griddle moves, new batter is poured onto the hot surface, forming a new pancake. Similarly, as the Earth's tectonic plates move over hot spots in the mantle, new volcanic islands are formed one after another, creating a chain of islands. These islands are like the pancake stacks, each one representing a new layer of butter. So the next time you look at a map and see a chain of volcanic islands, such as Hawaii, remember that they were formed by a cosmic pancake griddle. These volcanic islands are constantly shaped by the forces of nature, including erosion, which is the process by which wind, water and other natural elements gradually wee away the surface of the land. On volcanic islands, erosion can be particularly impactful, as the fertile soil will often be reduced and the terrain will get steeper. 
They show to be a risk for both people and infrastructure because they can lead to landslides and other type of geological hazards. One of the most promising efforts to help coral reefs ecosystems is coral restoration. Coral restoration involves the cultivation of coral fragments in nurseries and then transplanting them onto damaged or degraded reefs. This process can help to rebuild damaged reef structures and promote the growth of new coral colonies. Coral restoration efforts are often undertaken by non-profit organizations, government agencies and local communities. These efforts can seem time-consuming and expensive, but they have been shown to be extraordinarily effective in restoring damaged coral reefs. Another approach to protecting coral reefs is the cultivation of heat-tolerant coral species. As ocean temperatures continue to rise, many coral species are becoming stressed and are more susceptible to disease and bleaching. However, some species of corals have been found to be more heat-resistant than others. Scientists are studying these heat-tolerant coral species to better understand their biology, their ecology, and to develop strategies for protecting coral reefs. So these strategies will include a selection, first, of the corals, a cultivation and a transplantation of the heat-tolerant ones onto the damaged reefs. I've seen these strategies many times on Instagram where you see people diving with metal bars ordered in a sort of circle and you can see them cultivating a little reef on every part of this metal structure. It's these metal structures with coral on it that I hope in a date like 2075 will be full of corals and the starting point of brand new coral reefs. Now let's talk about the Hydrolab. What is the Hydrolab? Well, a mobile undersea laboratory that allows researchers to study the ocean and its inhabitants up close in the natural environment. Hydrolab is a self-contained pressurized chamber that is lowered into the ocean on a cable. It can be used to study coral reefs, deep sea vents and other underwater habitats. The lab is equipped with a variety of instruments, including cameras, sensors and water sampling equipment that allow researchers to collect data and study the ocean in real time. One of the main advantages of the Hydrolab is that it allows scientists to study the ocean without having to bring samples to the surface. This is important because many organisms that live in the deep sea cannot survive the change in pressure and temperature that occurs when they are brought to the surface. One of the main usage of Hydrolab in link with our episode is that it studies the effect of climate change on the coral reefs. For example, scientists can use this lab to study changes in water temperatures and acidity levels, which have a significant impact on the health of coral reefs. And by studying these coral reefs in real time, they can better understand the impact of these stresses on them. The major places where you find coral reefs are tropical and subtropical waters, primarily between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. They are most commonly found in the Western Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean and the Caribbean Sea, although some of them can be found in the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf, but these are exceptions. They are incredibly important to our planet for a number of reasons. You cannot ignore a place that is home to more than 25% of all marine life and yet still representing less than 1% of the ocean floor. Important also by multitasking, feeding, spawning and nursery for many commercially harvested fishes. To get back to the main topic, let's take a closer look to the reefs of Hawaiian Islands. The Northwest Hawaiian Islands are a remote chain of islands and atolls. There's around 10 islands in this northern region with islets and reefs. And the most pristine coral reefs in the world are found over there. And the reefs in this area are largely untouched by human activity. 
in 2006, the, sorry to long words, the Papahanaumokuakea Marine National Monument was established to protect the unique marine ecosystems of the Northwest Hawaiian Islands. This monument encompasses 140 square miles of ocean and includes some of the most important coral reefs in the world. To highlight more than their scientific importance, there are also of cultural and spiritual significance to the native Hawaiian people. These reefs have been an integral part of the Hawaiian culture for thousands of years and are considered to be a sacred place. So overall, coral reefs are incredibly valuable ecosystems that provide numerous benefits to humans and the environment. Protecting these delicate ecosystems is essential for maintaining their biodiversity and the benefits they provide. By raising awareness about the importance of coral reefs and taking action to address the threats they face, we can work towards a future where coral reefs thrive and remain a vital part of our planet's ecosystem. I hope you enjoyed this episode and also that you gain valuable insights about the corals in general. The episode about the lost city of Atlantis is on the way for the people that voted for it in the previous episode question. Have a great day and for native Hawaiian speakers, e kama ilio waome oei ka manawa ae. I'll speak to you next time. <laughs>